Erev Shabbos Kedush Pashas Chayesora. Over here, Feldstone, Eretz Yisrael. I was uh, touched by an article that I saw that shared the uh, speech of Rebellia Brudni Shlita, very Choshevah, leading Rosh Hashiva in, in America. And he spoke at the Torah Masoro Convention. And he related that my Rebbe, Rav Pam Zechernelavrocha, was very, very careful to, when he was in his shir in Masifta, Tarvadas, he was very careful to learn what's on the curriculum. You know, if we're learning Gemara, that's what we learn now. He didn't go off and discuss other matters. But when our Baron Kotla, Zechernel Levrocha, whose yard falls out this coming week, Bayes Kislev, when he became ill and he was sick for five weeks, so every day Rapam would discuss how important Rabaran is to Klali Cyril and how important it is to Davin for his health, etc., etc. So, you know, we have to know what's going on, we have to be involved. Uh, we've been living through the last month a major, major event uh, for most of us it's a once in a lifetime type of situation suffice to say suffice to say that it's a horrible a calamity of uh, tremendous great proportion and being as I am the one who most of you know goes every year to Poland to take the yeshiva really for all intents and purposes this is a, a Poland situation I saw somebody mention that the Holocaust was 6,000,000 people and everything that we need to discuss when we go to Poland, all the lessons are all very, very applicable over here in what's going on right in front of our eyes. And I think that if somebody doesn't take the opportunity to teach his children or to teach his students or to ingrain in himself the lessons that need to be learned from the current events, he's missing a great, great opportunity. When I go with the boys to Poland, the first time I open my mouth is when we stand at the Kever Achim in Tiktin, next to the Kever of the 3,000 people that were marched to their death and are buried in three mass graves. And I speak over there about the importance of being Mishtatef, Bitsaros has Chaveri, to join and feel the anguish of one's friend. 
the pain that Claudia Searle has undergone in the last month and is undergoing till this very day, at this very moment, if it's the people that were killed, if it's the people that were kidnapped, if the people that have been maimed, wounded, body parts have been amputated, refugees from the south, refugees from the north, mothers with children, sometimes multiple children, in the army. It's got to touch you. When I see the pictures of these chayalim, of the soldiers that are falling, unfortunately, day after day, you're able to see the sweetness in their faces. Young, sweet boys had a whole life in front of them. So many aspirations, so much potential, and it's over. Lessons of, you know, just like they say over there by the Holocaust, where was Hashem? Where was Hashem? The Pasuk says, the Chavetz Chaim, excuse me, the Chavetz Chaim, in 1929, there were pogroms all over Eretz Yisrael. The main, the, 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 the place that was hit most was Hebron and Yerushalayim. About 150 people were killed in pogroms by the Arabs that pogromed them one Shabbos. And the Chavetz Chaim wrote a letter. And he brings the Pasuk, Im be'ir. If there will be bad, evil in a city, Vashem lo yosah? You think Hashem didn't do it? Hashem, Hashem did it. Hashem did it. Yes, Hashem did it. And it's important to understand that. It didn't just happen by itself. And the, we could go on and, and on with stories, but this is supposed to be a podcast, a short podcast. You know, Hashem knew exactly who He was taking. He knew exactly who He was saving. Houses were skipped over shuls, yeshivas, everything was with a calculation. Some of it we're able to figure out. Most of it we're not. But the little bit that we could see and could understand, shouldn't we take the opportunity to teach it to those that are close to us? The Take a look at what's happening in the world today. In the, the tshuva. There's so much tshuva taking place over here. In Eretz Yisrael particularly. That I'm able to see, that I'm aware of. I just saw a picture of a fellow putting tefillin on his arm. The arm is tattooed from, from top to bottom. 
in the biggest, biggest, most dark colors. And on top of that, it's straps of tefillin. Uh, I read about a prison guard, a woman, a prison guard. You can imagine the thought. She didn't go to Besyako. So she spoke to the rabbi of the prison. And she says, I want to change. I want to, I want to accept something upon myself. So he says, how about Shabbos? So she said, I would love to, but I smoke three packs a day. So he says, so smoke two packs. And in the time of the third pack, read some Tehillim. He said, really? That's worth something? Oh, you asked me so nicely. I'm going to do it. And she's already doesn't smoke at all on Shabbos, just a few weeks later. Well, the other prison guard, similar situation, that accepted Tarat HaMishpacha. And what about the, the journalist, a famous journalist that would never, ever admit to his Judaism in his Tudat Zihut identity card. He wasn't willing to write Jew. He wrote Israeli. And now he understands that he's, a, he's Jewish. He, 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 was, he was reborn. And he wrote a whole letter about this. And he, he, he brought his children together. He says, I don't think I'm going to become a Dati. I'm not going to be religious, but I'm going to be Jewish. I'm a Jew. And he brought his children together. He wanted to light candles for Shabbat. But he didn't know what bracha to make. So the only bracha he remembered was Ladlik Nashul Chanukah. So he made that bracha and then he wrote Shabbat. If they're doing tshuva, if the chiloniim, if the secular, the left, are doing tshuva, how much more so do we have to be aroused to, to, to change and to better ourselves? And again, just to see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways, there was a family in one of the kibbutzim that they, they were the only family that accepted upon themselves Shabbat. So they keep Shabbos, but since there's no Shabbos in that kibbutz, they went away for every Shabbos. Okay, sounds good, right? So it sounds like they'll be okay on Simchas the only thing is that at Tzuchas they decided that they're going to stay for Shabbos. And they bought company. And when the terrorists came into the town, they saw the terrorists go into the house on the right. And when they finished up over there, they walked by and they went to the house on the left. And they skipped over the house. Later on, they found the map that the terrorists had on his body. And each house was mapped out. And on their house, the information was, they go away for Shabbat, they're not home. Is there not Hashem? Im If there's going to be evil, bad in the city, Hashem le'osah, you think it happened without Hashem? Hashem is screaming over there. 
and we have to listen and there are a lot of lessons to be learned it can't be given over in a 10-minute podcast but uh, get working you have it's a you don't have to get on a plane to go to Poland it's all around us right and left front and center ponder what's going on introspection at the very least let's be a better person that could a little bit a little bit make a little bring a little credit for all the Jewish blood that has spilled Hashem Yikoyim Damon have a good Shabbos Kol Tov